Good day to you. This is Pastor Greg Proctor of Victory Worship Center. I'm so pleased to be able to share this series with you from the pastor's desk. It has to do with my morning devotion time with the Lord. It's a more intimate uh, time that I get to share with you what the Lord has shared with me, uh, words that bring correction, direction, uh, that just allow you and I to draw closer to the Lord because we're being pruned and purged by His Word as we hear it, as we yield to it. And so uh, the title of this morning's devotion is The Haves and the Have-Nots. The Haves and the Have-Nots. And I created an image for this, and I need to figure out some way that I can post uh, the images that goes with these morning devotions. If anybody has any ideas how I could do that, that would be wonderful. Uh, but on this uh, this image, it says it's your choice. It's my choice. By faith, we can be a part of the haves, or we can let doubt uh, control our lives, and we'll be part of the have-nots. See, it's your choice. It's my choice. Am I going to turn to the left, or am I going to turn to the right? Am I going to follow what thus saith the Lord, or am I going to follow thus saith the world? So if you and I, if we're going to succeed or fail in this life, it simply starts with us taking responsibility. Responsibility, you say, Pastor Greg, for what? For our moment-by-moment choices. See, it's not about the end of the life that determines how great of a life it is, whether it's a success or a failure. So many people look at one point in a person's life. But you and I have got to look and see that our life is a journey. And it's a journey of being made moment by moment into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, being salt, being light in this earth for him to help with the harvest. So let's take responsibility. We can't do anything about our past, but we can start building right now with correct choices. See, when the trauma of a critical moment arrives in your life and my life, we must understand that it was the little choices that got us into that dire situation. No person just wakes up one morning and suddenly decides they're going to do uh, this horrible action that destroys other people's lives around them. No, it happens because of selfishness and it happens by moment by moment choices. So think about the world around you. Just stop and just let the Holy Spirit minister truth to you from the inside out. And, and think about society. See, so much of society is looking around to those that have, quote unquote, have blank. You fill in the blank. And they want that blank to the point of trying to take it, but they're unwilling to do what it takes to have it. We see uh, so many things in the natural that we can apply to the spiritual. People don't understand the price that is paid to get a spiritual anointing. You and I, we have to learn how to practice the presence of the Lord. We have to learn uh, to let the Word of God sanctify us. Uh, 
John 17, 17. We've got to let the, 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 the truth of the word prune us and all of these things. But as you see the things in the natural, people, they want, they want what other people have in the natural, but they're not willing to do what they did to get that. So let's look at a scriptural origin of what we're talking about today's title of this devotional. Turn with me, if you would, to the Gospel of Matthew, and we'll pull from this 19th verse in this 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Out of the mouth of Jesus, he said, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Let's read it in the New Living Translation. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. See, people around the world, even those with enormous influence, they keep talking about evolution. They speak of how mankind is evolving every day. But in all truth, I must say, and I think you would agree with me if we would stop and just think just for a moment, that is a lie. See, we have to look at that statement from the only absolute truth that we have, and that's the Bible, the Bible point of view. The Bible is the Word of God. Mankind is not evolving. Mankind is devolving. What is devolving? It means that they're going backwards, not forward. Why? Why is that happening? Because they're choosing to leave off the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Now, I will agree. Yes, knowledge is increasing. And that knowledge is bringing forth technology. But in the things of the life uh, that is truly life of mankind... It's not evolving, it's devolving because mankind is becoming more ignorant. Now, that's not a uh, dish, that's just the truth. Ignorant simply means not to know. If you and I, if we don't know the Word of God, which is the absolute truth, then we're in a place where we don't know what we need to know, and we're in the place where we're not going to have, but we're going to have not. Remember our opening text to start this devotional. When you and I, when we become outside-minded, in other words, to be outside-minded, it means that you're taught by societies. You're taught by the, the society of the world. But when we become outside-minded, instead of being inside-minded, uh, we're in trouble. Because see, when you're inside-minded, that means that you and I can be taught by the Lord. But if we're taught on the outside, then we're going backward. Let's see just how uh, a little insight from the Word of God. Let's see the original man. Let's look at Adam from the beginning. And let's look at when he walked in the cool of the day with the Lord. And let's see some of his ability. Turn with me, if you would, to the Old Testament book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. Let's, for sake of time, Let's just read verses 15 and verse 20. In your home study time, you can read the full thought. Uh, the Word of God says, And the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it 
and to keep it. Verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an helpmeet for him. Let me read it to you in the, in the NLT. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and to watch over it. Verse 20. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no heifer just right for him. Now, let those two verses, let them sink down into your heart, soul, and life. And let's stop just for a moment. And I, I want you to go back to your first day on your first job. Oh my goodness, I remember that so clearly. Now let that, let those feelings, let the, the pressure of, of, of that first day, that first encounter on this first job, relive that just for a moment. Oh, I remember it so clearly. What a nightmare, trying to remember all of my responsibilities, trying to remember the names of uh, of the people around me that, that I worked with, not to mention the names of, of this new equipment that I'd never uh, been around before that I was going to have to learn how to use. Now think about Adam. Stop, pull yourself out of that situation. Now let's go back to Scripture. Let's go back to Adam there in the garden. He doesn't have a notebook. He doesn't have a tablet. He doesn't have a smartphone to take notes on. He doesn't have anything except God talking to his heart. Adam is inside-minded. Adam had to name every animal on earth. And think about it. He had to have the capacity then, not only after he named them, but to be able to remember the names their shapes, their faces of every animal. Can you imagine? He had the, the ability, he had the insight to be able to look at an animal and understand what that animal was created for, what its role uh, in the garden, what it was all about. Because he had that intimacy, he, had that, he was practicing the presence with the Lord. They were together. And as they were together, uh, he had this intelligence that was something that you and I can't even fathom today. So let's take an average person today and let's place them in this same situation that Adam's in. Ask yourself, what would the results be? See, to be a part of the haves, you and I, we must have wisdom. We must have knowledge, and then we must have understanding. And the only truth, the absolute truth we have is the Word of God, and wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it comes from God's Word and God's Word alone. See, Psalms 147, verse number 5, says, Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises unto Him with the harp over unto our God. That's verse 7. Now why do we sing praises unto him? Because of verse 5. Great is our Lord. And of great power. Why? His understanding is infinite. Sure we need to sing praises of the Lord. We need to be thankful. We, we need to uh, just rejoice in the Lord. Because his understanding is there for you and I. Now, look at 
1 John chapter 3, verse number 20. Uh, the last part of the verse is, I'll read the whole verse, but I want you to concentrate on the last part of the verse. 1 John three twenty, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. Now notice this, the last part of the verse. And knoweth all things. God knows all things. He knows every situation about your life, every situation about my life. He has wisdom. He has knowledge. He has understanding. This comes from the Word of God. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 2. And and I, I want you just to be so encouraged right here. This will build you up so much and it'll help you where you can see you can be a part of the haves instead of the have nots. Proverbs 2 and 1. My son, my child, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, Then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. Verse number six. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Think about that. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. If we're going to be a part of the haves, we need to know where to turn to. We need to have this walk like Adam did in the cool of the day. Verse number seven. Proverbs 2 and 7, he, God, layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. Say, God, I'm righteous. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that the Lord Jesus Christ, he was made sin that you and I could become righteous. So we need to pray this first. We need to say, my father has laid up sound wisdom for me because by Jesus, I am righteous. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Oh, what a promise. Now, let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Verse number six. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure. Verse seven. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Now what a promise. This is for you and I. We can be a part of the haves because God has the knowledge that you and I need. He said, search for them as you would for silver. You and I, on our job, we have to have to learn new things. We have to uh, put forth the utmost effort. We have to sacrifice many things. And yet, uh, we won't do the same thing for our God. Then how can we expect to be a part of the haves if we don't? We have to choose, make a choice Choose moment by moment to let the Holy Spirit teach us exactly what is important to us from the Lord for us each day. My wife, she reminds me uh, so often, and I'm so glad that she does. She says that the lifestyle of the Lord for us is a journey. 
We need to learn how to enjoy the journey. If we don't learn to make the right choices in the journey, how can you, how can I, how can we enjoy the destiny? But see this knowledge and understanding that comes from the Lord, it enables us and empowers us to be able to do that. In closing, turn with me to uh, the book of Ephesians. Hold your place here in the Old Testament in the book of Proverbs. We'll read one verse. Uh, but I want to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Now, what tense is that? Hath. That's past tense. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Aren't you glad that we're one with Christ? Christ is the head and we're a part of his many-membered body. Hallelujah. Now, God has blessed you. He has blessed me. He wants us to be a part of the haves so he can use us to bless the world. See, you have to decree, I have to decree by faith that I am blessed by God with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, and he can get those spiritual blessings in me and through me into the earth realm. We have to believe that. We have to speak that out because of what Jesus has done for us. One last verse. In Proverbs ten twenty two. it says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And we're done blessed. We covered that in Ephesians 1, 3. So we need to start saying we are rich that we lack no good thing. The Bible says those who walk uprightly, they lack no good thing. Uprightly means to be righteous. You're made righteous because of the sacrifice of Jesus. No other reason. So the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Aren't you glad? The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. He addeth no sorrow with it. So let's close with a decree. And let's close with prayer. Let's close out this devotion time with an, a heart of expectancy that we're going to be a part of what God would have us to have in our own lives to minister out of our lives to those who are lost and undone, those who are hurt, those who are in need of revelation of the great way of the Lord, the great truth of God's grace. Let's decree it. The Lord has blessed me Yes, me, fully and completely. Come on, say it by faith. The Lord has blessed me. Yes, me, fully and completely. I am a part of the haves because I constantly feed upon the word of God. I am rich in Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. And whatever he has for me, I am seeking and I will find in Jesus' name, Amen and amen. I believe it, don't you? Remember, God's word, God's word will change your life.